Just pick our Bibles up as is our custom and wave them around. Make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Let's say this together out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned into live stream tonight because I know there's a living word for me. The words that you speak to me, they are spirit and they are life. And tonight I believe I receive exactly what I need to face my giants and overcome them and defeat them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's look in our Bibles at Romans chapter 8, and we'll start reading with verse 31. And it says, uh, <clears throat> I, I was just reading this as reason. I'm, you know, I just, I just give you what I'll get when I'm reading my Bibles. Just a couple of days ago, I read these verses. Romans 8, 31, what shall we say then to these things? In a moment, we'll talk about what things he's talking about. What sh shall we say? What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Qu question mark. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, <laughs> no, emphatically no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now let's back up to verse 31. It says, what shall we say then to these things? So the, answer, the message is entitled, what do you say? What do you say? Are you saying if God is for me, who can be against me? Is that what you're saying? That's what you ought to be saying. But he's asking the question. He's, he's asking a group uh, of saints in the Roman church, are you, are you speaking right? <laughs> are you saying the right thing? And so Paul, if you read the previous number of verses in this chapter, what do you say to these things? He talks about what these things are. What do you say to them? These things... He says the whole creation is groaning, you know, and we are too, waiting for the redemption of our bodies. You know, the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, the full manifestation. You know, I know we're, I know we're sons of God, we're spirit beings, but our bodies are still unredeemed and they, they are flesh, they're, they're death doomed. Jesus tarries, they're going to go in the grave. Uh, they're temporary. 
but there's coming a day when we're going to get brand new bodies. The whole world is groaning. Uh, and, you know, in verse 26, it says, the Holy Ghost helpeth our infirmities. He takes hold together with us against the frailties of mind and body. And uh, as we groan, the Holy Ghost helps us. And, uh, and then it says all things are working together for our good. See, that's, that's, sometimes we, we misquote that. We say, well, God's allowing this to happen for my, no, he doesn't allow anything. We're the ones that allow everything. <laughs> you know, really just get that statement out of your vocabulary as much as you can. God allowed, God allowed, God allows everything. I mean, just by definition, God allowed. He stepped back, and what did he do? He gave the church authority. So he's waiting for the church to take its rightful place. So uh, in the meantime, we are going to have tribulation. You know, Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have anguish. You're going ha to have all these things. You're going to have persecution. And so the, ant, the, the thing is, what do we say? <laughs> what do we say to these things, not about these things? What do we say to them? You know, and so in verse 29, it says, what our destiny is, is to be conformed to his image from the inside out. God is forming, and, and he's not wasting the trouble. He didn't send the trouble, but he won't waste it. He'll, he'll cause it to bring forth in our lives. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people, oh, I wonder why I'm going through this. It must be for some purpose. No, you're going through it because you, by virtue of the fact the devil hates you. Let's not think that God is using this in some high and holy purpose, but he won't waste it. That's my point. He won't waste what you're going through. So, it, you know, you, in verse 35 here, we just read it. He said, shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril or the sword separate us from the love of God it says those are the things that we ought to say something to not talk about <laughs> we ought to answer them when they show up because we're all going to have you know persecution is happening right now in unprecedented amounts and rather than whine about it and cry about it oh I can't believe my best friend you know I, I read about just a blurb today on somebody uh, somebody lost a friend to this, uh, the CRT, you know, this, uh, this, this lie, it's a communist plot and, uh, they're trying to re, uh, tell the history of this nation and make it a racist nation, make it a, a colonial power. Our nation was never a colonial power. It was a colony. I mean, don't you know history? The answer is no, they don't. And a critical race theory is a lie. And uh, you've got whole states that are subscribing to it. School boards are subscribing to it. And so this person was whining and crying about his best friend has now, they've separated because he bought the lie. Well, you know, his own, his own life was not good enough for that man to reject CRT. And, uh, and so, you know, when you drink the Kool-Aid, something happens. What do you say to it? Don't talk about it. Don't whine about it. Stand up against it. Amen. So what shall we say to these things if God be for us? Who can be against us? And so it says in here, um, knowing all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
So I'll just make this statement. What we say to these things that come up, what things again? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. When those things come up, what do we say to these things? And what we say to these things determine whether we are more than conquerors over these things. Because if all we're going to do is gripe about them and complain about them and be a victim over them, then we're not going to overcome them. And we're not going to be more than conquerors. And my job is to teach you how to win. Amen? So, <clears throat> trouble, bottom line of what I'm saying, what do you say? See, it's not what I say. It's what do you say? What do you say about these things? So trouble has to be answered or spoken to. It has to be answered or spoken to. Let's, let's, let's know. Let's know that trouble. See, we're not talking about the trouble. It isn't going to help you. Telling somebody else about the trouble, whining about the trouble, crying about the trouble, Feeling like a victim about the trouble, that won't do anything. Will not move the needle one bit. In fact, it just makes it worse. But no, in Mark 11, when Jesus came up to the fig tree and uh, he was looking for figs, he was hungry. And he came up to a fig tree and it had no figs. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even fig season. <laughs> <laughs> the fig tree was not supposed to have figs, <laughs> but he was, that didn't matter. He was looking for figs and it didn't have any. And he just, and the Bible says, and Jesus answering said to the fig tree, <laughs> it was like the fig tree said, what are you looking for figs for? I ain't got no figs for you. <laughs> and he answered the fig tree and said, no man eat fruit of thee forever from henceforth and forever. So when he did that, he took away the purpose of the fig tree of even having a life. I mean, the whole, the whole purpose of the fig tree is to produce figs that men eat. And now that it doesn't, it doesn't have the a capability, he cursed the existence of that tree. And so the next day they, and of course it's his disciples, they wondered what in the world is he doing? Well, it's actually, it was a prophetic statement over Israel because Israel is the fig tree. He came to Israel looking for fruit, looking to reveal God to Israel. And for the most part, they rejected him. And so Israel became cursed since they didn't, they, it, you know, the temple was destroyed. You know, 40 years later, he prophesied all the destruction. He, he prophesied the diaspora, which is already written in their law. It's already written there what, what was going to happen. Um, so, but anyway, getting back to the actual fig tree, the next day they came by and the disciples marveled and they said, Jesus, the fig tree which thou cursest yesterday is dried up from the roots. They were just amazed. And Jesus just simply said, have the God kind of faith. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever shall say, under this mountain. The mountain is a type of obstacle. It's, about, it's the type of obstruction. It's the type of trouble. It's the type of circumstance that's keeping God's best from you. Whosoever shall say 
to that trouble, to that peril, to that distress, that tribulation, that's, that uh, famine, nakedness, peril in the sword. Whosoever shall say, again, what do, what do you say to these things? See, he's asking the question. Paul's asking the question. The Holy Ghost is asking the question. What are you saying about your trouble? Are, are you handling trouble the correct way? Or are you complaining about it? Whining about it, telling everybody about it, get them, getting them to commiserate with you, getting them to feel sorry for you. You know, a lot of folks would rather have people feel sorry for them than they would just get delivered. And deliverance is in your mouth. All you got to do is speak to the mountain like Jesus did. If you have faith, you speak to the mountain. Believe in your heart, not doubt in your heart. Believe those things which you saith. So he said three times to say something, one time to believe something there in Mark eleven twenty three, 23. And that was the example of the God kind of faith. If we're going to overcome, especially right now with all of what we're facing in the earth, we're living in the last days. Jesus is about to come. I don't have a date, but I'm telling you, we're, I wouldn't be surprised in my lifetime. Uh, he's coming. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, get, I just kind of marvel that I'm going to be 75 next month. I, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I'm 75. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking now and think, well, how many more years have I got? Well, I have as many years as I'm satisfied. That's what I know for sure. I'm not saying how many years, but I'm going to live as long as I'm satisfied. Right now, I'm not satisfied, so I'm going to stay, stay alive. But uh, how many more years have we got? I don't know what the answer is, but I know as long as I'm in this body, I'm going to answer trouble, and I'm going to say to it, amen. I'm going to talk to it, amen. So, um, so we need to say something to that mountain. We need to say something and believe it in our heart, speak it with our mouth. In fact, 2 Corinthians 4.13, we believe, therefore we speak. Having the same spirit of faith, we believe also, and therefore we speak. Uh, and so this is how the patriarchs overcame difficulty. They spoke to it. Jesus spoke. He spoke to trouble. So um, notice here, in verse, uh, let's look at it here. He said, verse 33, he, he starts talking about who. And notice what he said, who is he that condemns? You know, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You know, uh, and, and he uses this, this who, 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 who. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who's going to condemn you? So he's got three who's. You've got to realize that for every trouble, there is a who behind it. <laughs> for every circumstance, there's a who. <laughs> there's a who behind it. Let me tell you, the, the devil hates your guts. You know, quit, quit wrestling with fresh and, flesh and, uh, and blood. It's not the flesh and blood that we're wrestling with. It's, it's principalities and powers of rulers of darkness of this present age. They're the ones that have it in for you. And so <clears throat> there's a who behind everything that tries to destroy us, behind everything that tries to obstruct our progress. It tries to be a, 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 a mountain in, the, in our pathway. Amen. And so uh, that who 
let's just say the devil, that who is nothing compared to the who, Jesus, that justified and died and rose and makes intercession from God's right hand. Nothing, nothing compared to Jesus. Um, well, he's on our side. You know, that's why it says right here, uh, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> that's what we ought to be saying. Every time we're confronted with some, uh, what it looks like a setback, it looks like a circumstance. Oh, instead of being, oh, what am I going to do now? Oh, so many people are caught unaware. You know why? Because they don't ever read their Bible. They don't have a prayer life. And so, yeah, they spend weeks, sometimes months and even years, wondering what they're going to do, feeling sorry for themselves. Listen, listen, if we're full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Word, the first thing that happens when trouble comes is what does God's Word say about it? And most of the time it comes right up out of us. We already know. And we have something to answer the trouble with immediately. I think about Joseph. You know, here he was sold into slavery. I mean, he, he was daddy and mama's favorite. He had the coat of many colors. He had a visitation from God. And, uh, and the next thing you know, his brothers, you know, sell him into slavery, basically. And, uh, he, and he winds up being falsely accused in Potiphar's house of wrongdoing. He was innocent. Boy, I mean, you know, it looked kind of bleak in there. And then he took him to prison. But the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. <laughs> See, I, I believe he knew it. I believe he knew the Lord was with him in that. And, he, and it said he gave him favor in the eyes of the jailer. And whatever the jailer wanted uh, done, Joseph was the doer of it. And he had ability. God was with him. God gave him favor. No matter what you're going through, God can still give you favor. God can still give you ability. Don't be wasting time crying and moaning and groaning and complaining, talking about it, talk to it. Amen. And so the who, devil, the devil, is nothing compared to the who that justified us, that died, rose again, and makes intercession from God's right hand, and who loves us, and listen to this, and who administers, executes, implements, and carries forward what we say to these things. Where did you get that? Where does it say that? Well, let's look real quick. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. It's so important what you say. I know I sound like a broken record, but the, this is the way out every time is what you say. What are you going to say to these things? What are you going to say? Are you going to say something about them to everybody else, or are you going to speak to them? Hebrews 3.1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider our apostle and high priest. Uh, the, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So he is called the apostle and high priest of our profession or our confession. And when you break it down, the high priest's job is to administer what we say, to execute what we say, to implement what we say, and to carry it forward or put it into effect what we say. So what if we're not saying anything? Then the high priest is sitting there with his arms folded at the right hand of the Father, and he's praying for us. 
But we're too busy complaining. We're too busy murmuring. We're too busy being a victim. We're too busy acting like the world instead of doing what the Bible says to do. <laughs> oh, folks, I've lived through it. I know how vain it is to feel sorry for yourself more than about five seconds. Give yourself five seconds, okay? If you, if you just have to be, if you have to feel sorry for yourself, go ahead, get, get your watch out, give yourself five seconds, and then that's it. And then start speaking to the problem. Amen. Start speaking to the mountain. <laughs> we are more than conquerors when we simply fight the good fight of faith. Jesus told us how to do that. Speak to the mountain. Amen. The greater one, 1 John 4, 4, the greater one who is in us. Who? See, that's the who we need to, that, that's the who we speak, that we pay attention to. Not the the who, the devil, not the who behind the trouble. We know who the, who the who is behind the trouble. Why spend a lot of time on him? Let's spend time on the who that's executing what we say and putting it into effect. Let's spend time on the greater one that's living on the inside of us, that's putting us over. Oh, I tell you, the Holy Ghost living on the side of me. He never fails me. He puts me over and under every circumstance. Glory to God. And he's for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he's with you. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. I'll not be a, afraid of what man will do unto me. I know God is with me. I, he, he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And so if that's true and it is true, then we don't ever have to wonder if we're alone. We're not ever alone. He's always with us and he is for us. So I want to do this now before we close this message out. I know I've talked fast. But I know you're taking notes if you need to. And listen, if you don't, you know, you can listen to this again later. It's, it's going to be on, you know, it's going to be on the podcast. You can, you know, I, I just want you to, want you to hear what I'm saying because it, it's meat. And meat has to be chewed. But uh, I want to do something. Uh, I want to read these verses starting in verse 38 and 39. I'll read those 38 and 39 first, and then I'm going to read backward all the way to verse 31. I'm going to read it in reverse order. I believe it will open up the light of what Jesus was saying. I mean, he's the Alpha and the Omega. I mean, he's, he, he is true backwards and forwards. I think it'll bless you. So let me read it to you backwards, starting with verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No, in all these things I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. As it is written, for my sake uh, we are killed all the day. For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Who shall separate me? From the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Uh, who is he that condemns? It's Christ that died, yea, rather that's risen again, who's even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for me. Who shall lay anything to my to the charge of God's elect? And that's me. It's God that justifies me. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for me, how shall he not also with him also freely give me all things? What shall I say then to these things? If God be for me, who 
can be against me. Doesn't that just set your heart on fire? Doesn't that just make you want to go uh, take the devil down another four or five notches? Amen, it should. And, uh, and so when you read it back the other direction, oh, what courage it gives you and what, uh, and, and what power it puts down. You know, thank God for, for inspiration. Thank God for getting excited. Thank God for all of the things that happen in church. But the Word of God is what does the work. That's what it does the work. So the next time you're facing what seems to be an insurmountable problem, don't magnify or agree with it about how big it is and how hard it is, but say to it, the greater one lives in me and his power in me is awesome and mighty to defeat you. So you might as well quit now. I'm coming through you like a knife through butter in Jesus' name. See, just, just start speaking like that. Speak violently. And what you say to your circumstance determines if you are indeed more than a conqueror. Now, what do you say? What do you say? Amen. Come on, lift your hands and receive the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I wanted to give you that. Because, again, I was just reading my Bible the other morning, and, and here's, here's Romans 8. And I was reminded of this revelation I've had many, many years ago. And I've had to live it out. I've used it many, many, many times to win. God wants you to win in every contest. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Father, we thank you that we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Hallelujah. <laughs> greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The greater one lives within. Amen. All right.